0: Amen. Thank you, ladies. All right. We are going to be in Proverbs. Give wisdom to choices I make. And when I complete life's race, well done, you will say. Amen. He that winneth souls is wise. This is part two. He that winneth souls is wise. It doesn't say is a wise thing. It just says it's a, you're a wise person. If, if you're winning souls, that means you are a wise person. That means God has brought you to a certain point in your life. That means uh, he's instilled in you some strength. Uh, you have the Holy Spirit of God in you. Leading you to, to lead souls—that's the heart of God—is soul winning. You're not living for yourself, and I'm not necessarily talking about going out on with you know in church functions, going out handing out tracts. I'm talking about when it's just you out in the world at work, going around by yourself at stores. What's your mindset? Are you thinking about souls? Somebody cuts you off in traffic? You know, it's one thing that after this message, you know, I'm gonna lead somebody to the Lord tomorrow. You know, tomorrow you wake up, you're tired, you wake up late, you're rushing to work, somebody cuts you off, and you're back into your normal routine. It's, and that's why we need God's wisdom. We need the Word of God. And if you get to a point where you are a soul winner, Bible says you, you are a wise person. God's gotten out foolishness out of your life, and your life will go a lot smoother if you are a soul winner. He that winneth souls is wise. Uh, Proverbs eleven thirty our verse, the Bible says the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Uh, last week, we talked about our mouth. And we're going to see today how this all connects to each other. Let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse 35. We read a lot of verses last week about the mouth, how much uh, trouble gets us into, how foolish how foolish it is to have a mouth that just runs, and also how wicked it is. We need to be more careful how we conduct ourselves as God's children, not for our appearance, but just to live. If you want to be a fruitful person, Matthew 24, verse 35, the Bible says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Isn't that beautiful? God's word. That's why we stand on the King James Bible preservation, the doctrine of preservation in God's word. Uh, God says that he's not going to let any of his word change, pass, or be altered at all. And we believe that fully. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Uh, they didn't believe the message. Noah was a great prophet of God, uh, had the spirit of Christ in him. He was preaching Christ to the world building that ark, saying, hey, this ark resembles the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone who gets into this door shall be saved. They didn't believe it, the Bible says. They mocked him, and they just went about on their life, eating, drinking, just living uh, like there's no tomorrow, or there's no end, there's no judgment coming. Uh, that's what the days of Noah were. But listen, the end days are here. Uh, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns, these are the days of Noah, and the ark is at the finishing point, and we see that door wide open. Let's uh, read in verse 38, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving a marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Know that God did not allow Noah to swim around for a little bit and then get in the ark, amen? That rain was not the judgment of the world or judgment of the Antichrist, it was a judgment of God upon the world. And so shall be in the last days, the, the, the time of Jacob's trouble or what we call the tribulational time, that is the judgment of Christ on this world. It's not the judgment of the Antichrist. He's not going to allow his children to swim around a little bit during that tribulational time and then get raptured out of here. Amen. He delivers us from all of that. It's his judgment. Uh, we don't need to go through anything. Uh, we've, gone, we've been going through enough. Amen. And uh, the the Lord is going to be judging this world because they don't believe in him. Verse 39, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what the uh, watch the thief should, uh, would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered the house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler of his household to give them meat in due season? We're going to stop there. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? See how faithfulness and wisdom Go together this, uh, this evening, amen? Did we pray yet? No, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word, and, and uh, Lord, just giving it to us, never leaving us. Thank you for your spirit, Lord, comforts us, directs us. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. It's always there. Lord, we often take it in vain, and uh, Lord, we can never run it out. It's always there. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, Lord, your love, your compassion on us, your mercy. Forgiveness, Lord, all those, Father, your strength, your power, and your tenderness, Lord. Lord, we ask you for just guidance, strength uh, this evening as we look into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Let's go to Proverbs. Faithfulness and wisdom go together. Now, there's a difference between the wisdom of uh, Of this world, in James, it gives a comparison. The wisdom that's of this world and then the wisdom that comes from above. And we need the wisdom that's of God. We don't need the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world uh, is mixed with pride, self-righteousness. The wisdom of this world is how you survive down here. It's contrary to faith. The wisdom that's of above uh, helps us live by faith. And that's the difference there. Uh, Being here on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night is not a wise thing according to the world. You need your rest for tomorrow. Uh, Giving to the church money, giving God money, that's not a wise thing to do. You you got better things to do. You can order pizzas with that and everything. Uh, You know, wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God are two different things. But the wisdom of the world uh, is destruction, leads to destruction. doesn't lead to any fruit. It leads to emptiness, Uh, There's no love in the wisdom of this world. There's nothing in the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of the world will teach you uh, how to live and survive in this world, but the wisdom of God is life. Amen? Uh, The wisdom of God is how to live godly uh, according to His grace, and so on as you grow in the wisdom of God. Let's uh, read Proverbs chapter 11. The Bible says in verse 12, he that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor. When I first moved to your next door, we had a lot of problems with our neighbors. Uh, they just naturally hated us for whatever reason. Especially when they found out I was the pastor of the church, they wanted they did not like us at all, and I immediately. Started despising the neighbors, and uh, when I read this verse, I said, "Wow, I'm the one who's wrong." Doesn't matter what they do; they can egg the car. Uh, I've, I've, I don't, I don't know if I told anybody this, but I used to always find uh, witch spells at the corner here, all the time, all the time. I'd clean it up, all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. Uh, I'd find all kinds of things. Uh, we had, I believe, my tires slashed. We had the bus tires slashed, and my two work trucks slashed on the same tire all at the same time. Was it slashed? Probably. But listen, it is what it is. I started having to uh, despising my neighbors. Now, the Bible says, he that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor. So who's the finger getting pointed at? The neighbors. Listen, the world is the world. The world does what they do. We don't need to start digging up all the world's mess. It's a mess. Judgment is coming for them. You don't got to worry, did you see what Target has now? Did you see what, I was watching a horror movie. Do you know how satanic it is? No, duh. Do you know how wicked Hollywood is? No, duh. It's a no, duh. The world's the world. You, you start digging into the world controlled by the prince of this world, which is Satan. You're going to find that stuff. But who's the finger pointing at? He that despises his neighbor. It's me. It's me. And I need wisdom. I need God's wisdom instilled in me to help me live. I could be sitting home all day, infuriated with hatred burning in me, with my neighbor. I hate him so much. I hope, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pour baking soda in his gas tank. No, I'm not gonna do that. I might get caught. I might have a camera. And you start thinking, you start getting in your head about thinking, you know, start thinking stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna revenge myself of the, of the of what I've been going through. That's I'm despising my neighbor. You know what helped me? When I started praying for my neighbors, I felt free. Not a care in this world. The Lord brought me back. God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. His friends came. They were were friends, but their words were worse than what Job was going through, he said. You ever, somebody call you and it's like, you are saying the, word, word, the wrong words to me right now. Every word that they were saying to Job was wrong. But God didn't turn the captivity of Job until he prayed for them. So that means God had to teach Job some things as well. Job was upright, solid, perfect man, but he still needed teaching as well from, from God, amen? I was despising my neighbor. I started praying for them, and then I started picturing them in the pews, singing hymns. And I started wanting them saved, hoping they'll get saved, praying they get saved. And it started turning me, Lord, what kind of testimony am, am I becoming? Do good to those who despitefully use you. The Bible says in 1 Peter, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself. Oppression here on God's children should bring greater commitment to who we really trust in. But oftentimes, when we're oppressed, it drives us further away from God Because our heart, it shows our heart wasn't really after God to begin with. Trials bring to surface what we're really about. And when I was being a little persecuted, not big, but a little bit, I started getting infuriated. Oh, that's because you're going through this? No, that's because it was in me. God wants to get that stuff out of us. We can pretend all we want. that's what makes us phony. That's what gives us false love towards people. We know where we need to be, but yet we can't obtain because there's other stuff in the way. And God, through a series of events in our life and through the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, through trials, will get rid of that stuff out of our life to give us a more pure vessel uh, so we can live for him cleaner, uh, wiser, in all of our attributes Uh, will resemble Christ, and our fruits will be of the fruit of the Holy Spirit of God and not of the fruits of our flesh. He that is void of wisdom despiseth his neighbor, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. Let's go to 1421, Proverbs 1421. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth. Wow. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth. Say, you don't know the way they're acting towards me. Maybe you'd be acting that way too if you were going to hell, right? The Bible says, listen, if, if, if you're going to hell, you might as well eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow you die. What do you got to lose? We need to share with them Christ. Our goal is to see people saved. Picture them next to you singing. Picture them, picture yourself here. This is the, the hymn page. Handing them, handing your enemy, this is the, this is what we're singing. The very enemies may be your greatest friend in the future. The Bible says, "I, He'll prepare us a table. Bef, he'll prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies." Psalms twelve. Go to Psalms twelve. We need to be faithful. Who is a faithful and wise servant? Wouldn't you be faithful. There's got to be a faithfulness, uh, a faithful part of us. Faithfulness doesn't mean perfect. You know, we have stamina, we have strength, but there's sometimes we don't care. You could have determination. Sometimes you just don't feel like getting up out of bed, right? Faithfulness is more of just a title for us. God is faithful. That's who he is. We are not that. Our faithfulness is more just of a title that the merciful God would grant to us if he finds us faithful in anything. And anyone who carries that title has not obtained it except for but God's mercy, grace, love, kindness, because we are not faithful. So if you want to have the title of faithful, you're going to be the one who has trusted in the faithful God that he's faithful to get you back up when you fell. I'm no longer faithful, I fell. Well, you better be faithful getting back up. Amen? Amen. You are not God. The Lord lived a life for us that we can't, it's impossible. But yet he's, he will still grant to us that title. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And he'll allow us to have that. Psalm 12, the Bible says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. Now, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. You're no longer faithful when you just when you fail, when you stop. Just keep going. Just keep going. Have you been faithful reading your Bible? Yeah, I stopped and I picked it back up again. Praise God. Amen. Amen. How, is, how's your, has you been faithful in your prayer life? Yeah, it was a while I stopped praying, but I, I started up again. Praise God. There it is. There it is. Amen. Don't cease. All right? Uh, there's times, are you a faithful worker? Yes. Have you ever called out? Yes. Have you ever gotten sick? Yes. Have you ever t- had to take emergency uh, leave? Yes. Have you? Okay. Well, you're still faithful employee? Yeah. Because you show up on time every day. Quote. Right? Same thing with the Lord. What's he expect from you? He knows what he can get from you. Amen? Amen. A lot of times our unfaithfulness is, is the devil's finger on our back the accuser of the brethren. Don't forget you have him on your back. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Do you remember last week's uh, message? Let's look in verse 2 about the mouth. They speak vanity, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue will we prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. For the oppression of the poor and the sighing of the needy, now will I arise from the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, the silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. You see all these verses. We just read some of them in Matthew about being faithful and and having some wisdom. Here is the same thing with the word of God, preservation, being careful with your mouth. Uh, You'll see a connection of being faithful, wisdom, being careful with uh, having wise words, the way we speak, all connected together. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 11. We need to be faithful. The Bible says, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. We need to be careful with our mouth. We need to have faithful words when the vilest men are exalted. We live in a a time where even Christians, listen, it's easy to lift up wicked people. Uh, God just gave me this a few weeks ago about to be a lover of good men. I was more jealous of good men and I loved wicked men. It needs to be the other way around. Not jealous of wicked men. Uh, But we just need to love good men. We need to be uh, supportive and push those who are in the fight with us. Be behind each other. Not against each other. Proverbs chapter 20 the Bible says in verse 6, Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness. Most men. But a faithful man who can find. What the world does that, what does this have to do? Faithfulness, listen, faithfulness goes further than what you know. If you're a faithful person, how does, what does faithfulness have to do with you ringing your own bell, sounding your own horn of how great you are. You see, the wisdom of this world is contrary to the wisdom of God. And oftentimes what we struggle with, or why we struggle, is because we just need some good, solid, old-fashioned, biblical wisdom. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. If you're living for yourself and building up your own uh, person in front of everybody, you're just prideful. You're not a faithful person. You're not going to be a soul winner. You're not going to be living. You're going to be on the defensive all the time. You're going to have to run your mouth a lot. Because there's going to be people against you, you're going to have to fight back. but if you're humbled enough, you got the Lord fighting for you, you don't have to speak. and when you do, your words are going to be sound words. They're going to be fruitful words for that person. They're going to be for them. Listen, Jesus loves you That's, that's all I got to say dumping coals of fire on their head, the Bible says. That's verse 7. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. We want a blessed life. We want our kids blessed. We want others around us blessed. God will bless your workplace. I believe that. God will bless where you work for your sake. If you you tell your boss, listen, God's going to bless this company, watch. Because I'm here. Who are you? I'm a servant of God. Amen. Amen. God's going to bless you because Christ is here with me. Amen. Not because you're necessarily there. Because God's going to bless them for your sake like he did with Joseph. Everything Potiphar had was blessed. Then he went to the prison, the whole prison was blessed. No matter where you're at, even if you're in prison. Proverbs 28. Verse 20, the Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. I was uh, talking with a pastor up in uh, Massachusetts. I was up there doing some work for a church up there last week. And uh, the pastor said one of the, the young men from his church told the boss, listen, I can't work Sundays. And the boss went to one of the other managers and said, well, should I just force him to work Sundays? And the manager, doesn't go to church or anything, but dealt with enough people from the church, said, no, if you force him to work Sundays, he'll quit on you. So they just allowed him to have off Sunday. They'd rather keep him there such a light testimony, great faithful worker. But what, listen, you got to stand for God. You can't let the world dictate to you how you're going to serve God. The world's wisdom is contrary to God's wisdom. If you try to mix the two, it will never mix. It's oil and water. Complete opposites. All right, but If you can get a hold of God's wisdom, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. If you can get a hold of God's wisdom, you'll start seeing even your enemies serve you. You'll see blessings roll in your way. You'll see your way be a lot more plainer and straighter, not have a difficult life we need God's wisdom. Your children also will be blessed after you. 28:20 the bible says, a faithful man shall ban blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Don't let anything in this life turn you away from God's wisdom. Wisdom in the bible in Proverbs uh, 5 says it's more more to be desired than, than gold, and also with the Word of God. And Psalm says the same thing. You've got a secret. you got to want it. you got to uh, crave to want the right way of God, and God will give it to you. Let's look at two people, and then we'll close. Acts chapter 16. There's got to be a faithfulness to us as people. I was talking to a guy. He said, you know, you ought to get a a beautiful brand-new bus. And I said, well, it'll just be sitting there in the parking lot. I said, we could have a million-dollar bus. I said, but... What we need is just a faith, is faithful people. God uses faithful people to get things done. And when God has that man or that woman, that's when things happen. The material things, money, this church doesn't run on money. I'll be honest with you. I don't, it's a secret, don't tell anybody. Everybody's Facebook off right now. (laughs) I don't like taking offerings. I don't like it. You'll see me forget the usher right by the top. How many times I forgot to take an offering on Sunday morning? All right, we only take an offering Sunday morning. How many times I forget? Why? Say, so, well, how does the church, listen, if we need money to run this place, then I'm gone. But I'll, I'll, I'll show you firsthand, God's provisions are immeasurable. We take an offering because God directed it as that way. And when you give, it's not to keep the lights on. I'll bring a flashlight. It's to prove our faithfulness to God. That's it. God, I'm going to be faithful in giving to you. God wants to instill in us faithfulness. God doesn't need money. I know I know too many stories of myself and, our, and my family, and I know. So many stories of so many others in God's proof and testimony of, of His provisions. And I'm not going to start doubting now. If God won't provide for this place, then why, why even be here? If God's not alive, God is our husband, He will put the food on the table here. We just need to be faithful. Acts 16. Verse 15, uh, the Bible says, it's talking about Lydia. Lydia was a seller of purple. Now, purple was very hard to make at that time. They used uh, these crustacean clam things or whatever, and they boiled them and all that, and then soaked. It was a long process. It was uh, harder color to make. And this, she sold purple. Uh, some say she probably had money. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. With God, money does, does not matter at all, amen? But let's read about it. Verse 14, a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened as she attended Unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. I just wanted to bring that out. If ye have judged me to be faithful, if you consider me a faithful lady, would you allow me to do more for God? And you know, that's what faithfulness brings. When you start becoming faithful to the Lord, church, you don't want to leave. Soul winning, sin, you'll start finding out that your problems come when you left off reading your Bible, when you left off those things. Then the heartaches come, and the more stress and trials, the arguments at home. Why? Because the spirit of God, you you, you summon the spirit of your flesh, and you're riding on that. You have problems with your neighbors. You're being more frustrated. You're angry oftentimes now. Overwhelmed. But when you're faithful to God, it's going to drive you to want to do more for Him. You almost become disconnected from this entire life. And yet, blessings and riches are just flooding your way. So we wind up wasting our life trying to obtain something we'll never have that brings nothing to us. God will just give us all those things if we're faithful to him. Nehemiah 7, let's look at Nehemiah. there was a man here and there's many examples in the word of god about just faithful people and don't, don't let your definition of faithfulness be so stringent god is faithful he's the definition You can never be that. Don't beat yourself over the definition of being faithful. It is what it is. Chapter 7, verse 1, Now it came to pass when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters and the singers and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother Hananiah, and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a faithful man and feared God above many. Amen. Hananiah, and Hananiah. Hananiah, was just, he was just a faithful guy. He feared God. What's the beginning of wisdom? Fear of God all goes together, the Word of God, just being consistent in your walk with God, coming to church, doing your best, be a soul winner, stay away from the things of this world, just being disconnected from it. At work, listen, you're you're, you're not at work to make money. You're at work to be a light. God put you there. A lot of testimonies. God provided me this job. Well, you're a light. If God didn't provide you that job, then get out. But if God did provide it, then you are there to be a light. And the money, the money comes. I told this story before. I was dry me and my family, we were exhausted. We, it was right before the revival. This was a couple years ago, and after the uh, August revival that we have, we usually take our family vacation. It was just a few days, and we were extra tired. I was exhausted. My kids were exhausted. My wife was exhausted, and I had a, uh, a client of mine I'd done work for. He had a nice... Tocono vacation house that he rented out. Fully remodeled, beautiful house. And I said, well, can I rent that house for him? He said, sure. Told me the price. I said, okay, thank you for that fair, good price. And you know, right before the uh, revival ended, um, he said, you know what? I'm not charging you a thing. Just take it. Just take it. I said, wow, praise God. And we were driving uh, Brother Brown, the, the evangelist we had, uh, back to the hotel. It was last day. We were all, it was all done. We might have one more service left. But as we were driving him home, on 95, I was going about 100 miles an hour. And on the side shoulder, we seen a big stack of money in the weeds on the shoulder of the highway. So we were going very fast. And I was like, you know what, I think that was a big stack of money. Only what like little kids dream about, you know, finding one day. So we dropped him off and we had to go all the way back around the exit and come back all the way back and find it again. And you know what, it was there. God provided the vacation. God provided the spending money. I could have said, you know what, we don't, I, I need to provide for my family. I need to go out and make sure. God, listen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. They're added. But if you leave God to go get those things, you left everything, and you'll have nothing. You might have a mattress full of money, like Brother Justin. (laughs) Well, you know what that brings? brings a sore back, lumpy mattress, man. Emptiness. I had a friend, uh, we were doing a job, and he, uh, he went and did a job for this old guy. My friend was working and putting a heater in the basement. And the old guy came down and said, hey, can I show you something? You have to come upstairs in my bedroom now. I said, I'm not going up there. (laughs) He said, no, just come up. Took him upstairs, lifted up his mattress. There were just hundreds of thousands of dollars everywhere. You know what? You know why he shared that with him? Because he had nobody else to share it with. And what is the things of this world? What are the things of this world? What do they bring to you? emptiness, loneliness. God, the wisdom of this world is different from the wisdom that's of above. But the wisdom that comes from above is pure and peaceable, easy to be entreated, full of good fruits and mercy, the Bible says. And that's what we need to obtain, God's wisdom. He that winneth souls is wise. If you want to be a soul winner, you need wisdom. You need to be faithful. You need to conduct yourself in such a way. You need to commit to God your faithfulness. God, you've accepted me who I am. I'm just gonna keep going for you no matter what happens in my life. Whether I jump off spiritually, a spiritual cliff headlong, the sh- Destroy my walk with you. I'm going to get back up after that and keep on going for you because I know there's nothing else in this life. God is faithful. We just need to get our approval from him. And he's already approved us by his son's blood. So therefore, there's nothing to prove. Just live for him. Walk with him, love him, and rejoice in all that he's given us. Hananiah, we'll close, was a faithful man and feared God above many. What can be said about you? Can it be said you're a faithful man or a faithful woman who fears God? Fears God. That means you're a soul winner, it means you're wise. That means you're faithful to the Lord. That means you're blessed if you're faithful. That means all your kids are blessed because of your faithfulness to God. We need to choose what we're seeking after and just live for him. Amen. We're, gonna have a, we're gonna sing that song again. Come on up to the piano. Let me get ready. I'm gonna close in prayer. Lord, I pray you'd help us all. Help us to be faithful. Lord, we just need to be there for you as you are always there for us. We are not the definition of faithful. None of us are. We never will be. Help us never to get discouraged when we find out who we really are. But Lord, help us always to rejoice in that you are faithful. But God is faithful who will not suffer us to be tempted above that we are Lord, thank you for being faithful, our faithful high priest. I pray, Lord, you look down on us, have mercy, and grant unto us opportunities to get back up, to renew our vows with you, to joy and rejoice in your love and mercy. Thank you for being faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. I'm going to invite you. Come down and pray. I'm going to invite you also to sing along with us. Page 507. 507 in the hymnal. My life is yours to control. My whole heart I humbly
1: seek you. Now use my life, O Lord, I pray.
0: I yield my
1: stubborn will completely. May your commandments light my way. My life, Lord, is yours to control. I give you my heart and my soul, I'll seek your will, never mine. rich treasures to find. Give wisdom to choices I make, along every path that I take. So when I complete life's race
0: Well done,
1: you will say Your word has promised me the victory And all I need to do is claim Your strength to soar with wings as eagles To walk, to run, and not to faint. My life, Lord, is yours to control. I give you my heart and my soul. I'll seek your will, never mine. Rich treasure to find. Give wisdom to choices I make along every path that I take. So when I complete life's race, well done, you will say.
0: Father in heaven, Lord, we ask your blessing on us. I pray, Lord, ask for wisdom for all of us. Lord, help us, Lord, to set a watch at our mouth, to be careful in what we say, to be careful what we get into, to be careful what we dig up, oh God. Lord, help us to be uh, wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We can be a light and testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't represent ourselves, we represent you. Lord, we are not and never will be the definition of faithful. Lord, but may you grant unto us, uh, Lord, the title of faithfulness. Lord, even though we're not. Lord, I pray that you will be with us this week. Help us to be lights everywhere we go. And think of souls, Lord, as you do. Keep us, I pray, in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Amen, God bless you.